Why would a person make a hazardous, long-distance voyage in a small boat? Why would a person risk his or her life, fortune, or future to achieve a feat that might, and often did, lead to death? Was it worth the years, the money, or even a life? What separates those who cast off from those who stay in port? Who are these adventurers? Our sailing adventurers can be classified into eight categories. To be sure, human beings are complex creatures, who do things for many reasons, not usually for just one. But broadly speaking, our sailors took to the seas for one of these eight reasons. The first and most elemental reason is survival. The Inuit kayakers who washed up on the coasts of Scotland and Ireland 1,500 years ago fully intended to return to their dwellings by sundown on the day they were blown over the horizon and lost their way. They weren't looking for the northeast passage, nor did Captain Bly ask to be disembarked from the bounty in mid-ocean. The great William Oakley did choose to put his rickety folding rowboat into the dangerous Mediterranean under the nose of his Algerian oppressors, but he and his compatriots saw their undertaking as a last roll of the dice before they too suffered the same cruel fate that had befallen so many Europeans in Algeria. Another motivation has been simple curiosity. What is over the horizon? Who can stand on the shore at the Pas de Calais and look across to that thin, white coastline of Kent and not want to go there immediately and explore? What was it like to be an Irish fisherman in the 6th century and find a dead Inuit in his kayak washed up on your beach and know that he had to come from somewhere just beyond your fishing grounds? But where? How far? Would you have stuck to your daily routine of fishing to support your family and village? Or would you have summoned up the courage to tell your friends that you would go a roving and find out for yourself where the alien came from? It would have taken as much courage to be different from your clan as it would have to strike out away from shore into the unknown. Was an Irishman in a skin boat the first European to intentionally sail away west? Or was it a Norseman in a clinker-built longship? Curiosity is a spur to all cultures. Christopher Columbus was probably motivated primarily by curiosity. He was a true explorer at heart. To be able to satisfy his curiosity, he had to tell others that he wanted gold and land, but it wasn't avarice that drove him. Money, however, is another motivation for some of these adventurers. The spectrum of money-chasing sailors ranges from poor, deluded Paul Mueller, who claimed he wanted to earn just enough money from his voyage so he could buy a farm and marry Aga, to William Andrews, whose financial killings in Atlantic City were never quite enough to satisfy him, and whose gold lust led to the literal killing of his naive child bride, Mary South, in the most irresponsible voyage chronicled in this book. The fourth major motivator is fame. There are two sorts who seek fame, those who have no public reputation and would like one, and those who are known to the public but want to keep or enhance their name recognition. Fame can be a powerfully addictive narcotic to those who experience even a little of it. The fame junkie often finds himself trapped in a cycle of always looking for the next hit, knowing that the next hit has to be a little bigger than the last one to have an effect. Each stunt has to be more outlandish and always more dangerous than the last one. The inevitable conclusion to these games, which benefit only the media tycoons, is disaster or death for the players. Too many of our sailors completed a successful hazardous voyage only to be lost on the next slightly more risky one. Joshua Slocum, Cy Lawler, and William Willis are sad examples. Probably the most determined fame-seekers are those who fight to make records— 
Chief among these are Hugo Velen and Tom McNally, who are absolute tigers in their quests to hold the record for the smallest boat to cross the Atlantic. So far, each has sought the record in a gentlemanly and sensible way, if the word sensible can be used to describe any of these voyagers. Struggling to keep a record is really trying to be immortalized. It's carving a stone that says, I was here, and expecting all eternity to read it. That is a dubious expectation.